BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm super excited to be here with dating coach Connell Barrett. Thank you for having me, Lindsay. I'm psyched to be with you. Thank you for being here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and how old are you? I'm 47. Mm-hmm. I've lived in New York for 20 years and I grew up in Ohio. I came to New York 20 years ago to become a journalist, magazine writer, magazine editor, magazine journalist. Mm-hmm. And I worked at Sports Illustrated for a long time and decided to switch because print media died R.I.P. Uh, dinosaur like death or is dying mm-hmm. essentially. And when the asteroid hit, I uh, looked around and said, you know what I want to do is I want to do something that I love, which is mm-hmm. l- I learned about success with women in dating because I never had any dating success when I was a kid. No right. confidence, no luck. One of those shy, introverted types who just like didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to become a dating coach and help guys who are like me 15 years ago. That's really nice. And actually... Connell made a joke that we were the boy and girl version of each other in the beginning of this, but I think he's just confirmed it because that's why I do this podcast is to give young people, you know, the advice that I never got when I started dating because it's a dating podcast, but I'm not really a dating coach. I mean, I, I just talk about what I've learned so far. So I'm really excited to hear your perspective. What is your current relationship status? I'm newly single, actually. Just over New Year's, a girl I was dating last year mm-hmm. fell totally in love with. We realized Seattle and New York City, kind of a long distance. It's basically the same as New York City to Scotland. Yeah. So we, and we had a couple other emotional roadblocks that mm-hmm. were nobody's fault. So we called it quits. So I'm actually newly single. I'm excited to find new love in 2019. That's really But exciting. I'm still sort of in... Um, Drinking Johnny Walker, getting over the right, breakup of phase, course, of uh, course. moving, I'm moving closer to uh, getting back out there. And where had you met this person and, and you know, people that you've dated in the past? It's interesting. It's, it's, I'm, I'm psyched you asked me that. I met her f- five years ago on a dating coach program I was taking oh, uh, wow. as a student. Mm-hmm. I was, I was there working with another coach and he was coaching me and I met her on this program mm-hmm. and we had a short-term hookup. Mm-hmm. And she was in training to be a coach as well. No, she's just a, a young woman at a club in Vegas. She was out with her oh, friends. Oh, I see. Yeah. It was in was Vegas out. that they, that was the convention? Yes. Mm-hmm. I took a dating coach program as, as a student. Right. And she and I met, we had a short-term fling, I guess you'd call it. Mm-hmm. But distance also at the time was a problem. Right. And then we reconnected last year just as friends. We stayed in touch. Mm-hmm. And we reconnected last year and... I decided to go out to Seattle. We 
we really found we'd both grown a lot and had become somewhat different people over the last few years and connected deeply. Mm -hmm. And then the problems arose. We just decided some, some emotional issues came up that I won't go into too deeply because they're, you know, private for her, but we realized, okay, we're not meant to be boyfriend, girlfriend, but it was really cool connecting really deeply with somebody who at the time it was just a fling back five years ago. It was just a sort of a, Oh, a Vegas hookup. And then it became much deeper and we, or I fell in love anyway. I'm not sure if she fell totally in love or not, but yeah, that's how it happened. Awesome. And what is the longest relationship that you've been in thus far? I was in a seven year relationship Mm -hmm. back in my late, early thirties, early, late twenties to early Mm thirties. And do you see, I mean, as a relationship coach, what is dating like for you? Do you try to, you know, implement the methods that you coach in your own dating situations? Oh, absolutely. If I didn't, I would feel like a total fraud. Right. If I wasn't taking my own medicine. Mm-hmm. So as a dating coach, what I, what I do for men is I teach them how to use as few techniques and quote unquote game as possible. It's basically the no game game. Right. So I teach men to be what I call radically authentic mm-hmm. is walk up to a woman or go on a date with a woman and just be completely vulnerable, honest, the real you. And when you do that, a lot of the things that the dating coaches and other pickup slash dating coaches teach, those things happen more naturally and authentically. And you get the benefit of the techniques and moves just by being honest and just by dating from a true place. Right. So I absolutely practice what I preach. Otherwise, otherwise I'd be in the wrong business. Yeah. But uh, I call it, you know, there's this old... You probably know the name. Well, yeah, I saw that you have the book, The Game, on yeah. your on mm-hmm. your uh, bookshelf. I sure do. And you know that uh, pickup artist mystery teaches the the mystery method. And what I teach my guys is a, is a little pet phrase. Is I say, this is the no mystery mes- method, mm-hmm. which is there's no me- there's no mystery in terms of who you are and how you feel about the woman you're talking to. Right. Just don't make make there be no mystery at all. There's no games, nothing to hide, mm-hmm. and let natural chemistry take its take its place. I've its actually thing. been told about the no game game. It's very possible that someone that you spoke to, but who knows? Um, how do people usually get in touch with you and find you and, you know, look for a dating coach? Like what has to happen in order for them to say, okay, it's time to get a dating coach. What has to happen is a guy gets ghosted a lot mm-hmm. or gets put in the so-called friend zone. Right. The, all, the, the, the attractive women that a given guy wants to date or wants to connect with, they're just saying, hey, it was, it was nice meeting you, but I'm just not feeling it. Right. Or I don't see you that way. Mm-hmm. So what first has to happen is a guy has to be in a little bit of pain, a little bit of frustration where he can't approach a woman or he goes on a lot of dates but isn't connecting with the kind of women he, want, he wants. And then what happens is he goes on Facebook and mm-hmm. sees my sponsored post. Mm-hmm. Or he might jump onto Google and type in, you know, dating expert, dating advice. And right. then my website, uh, Dating Transformation, pops up. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he likes what I'm about and we talk. Mm-hmm. And what is the gist of a typical first session? Like, what do you need to know about someone before you can properly, you know, coach them in in dating? Because everyone has a different dating style and everyone is, you know, unique when it comes to what they think is the right thing to say or do. Right. It's 
the, the first thing that has to be there is good intentions. Good intentions for his dating life. I'm not looking to, to work with guys who want the whole pickup artist, have lots of sex, have 10 girlfriends right. approach. I'm not, that's not what I coach. So there has to be good intentions. There has to be a sense of, of respect and, and integrity and just liking women, not wanting to get them into bed necessarily for the sake of doing that, but wanting to, to make an actual connection with a woman and, and wanting a great girlfriend. But how can you tell? And have you ever, you know, thought someone had really good intentions and then they like used all your methods to basically sleep with as many women as possible? No, no. So far, so good in that department because you can always, I can always tell so far, knock on wood, what somebody's intentions are because the true self is always coming out, right? right. And when I get a guy on the phone, we talk for about 45 minutes and an hour in this free strategy session. And I can get a sense for who he is, what he's about. I just did a call today. I, this guy from Chicago called me, a guy named Ricky, and he was the exception to the rule, which mm -hmm. is that he, he said, hey, I've got this live-in girlfriend and I'm looking for you know four or five girls I want on the side, which is totally not my typical client. In fact, he didn't watch this video webinar I do where I basically say, I'm not interested in working with you, which is right. so it kind of makes sense. And we chatted for 20 minutes and I said, look, I, I didn't make it personal. I didn't judge him, but I said, look, I'm not the coach for you. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you should probably call up mystery or whatever, you know, whoever, sure. the, whoever the pickup sure. artists yeah. are right now. So for the most part, I'm looking for a guy who's sincere, who has good intentions for women and he just wants a great girlfriend, but doesn't realize what he has to offer. Mm-hmm. And what is your relationship to the women in your life? Like your mom, do you have a sister? Are you close friends with women? Like where do you kind of get inspiration from the opposite sex perspective? Yeah, I'm a total mama's boy. My mom passed last year, but oh, you know, sorry. it's okay. Thank you. She was 84. So mm -hmm. it, was, it was bittersweet. She mm -hmm. lived a wonderful life. Three sisters. And oh, wow. Three? Yeah, three sisters. I'm the youngest of six, so it's three and three. It's kind mm -hmm. of a Brady Bunch situation. Right. Except I'm the youngest one in curls. Right. I'm Cindy, sort of. Mm -hmm. I'm Bobby slash Cindy. Uh, and yeah, I've always had a lot of female friends. And so so my relationship to women is, is yeah, crazy about women. Mm -hmm. uh, I like I like guys too, but I've always, I've always had, I've always connected more easily with women just uh, as people, I think it's because having, I don't know if you were more of a daddy's little girl mm. or a mommy's little girl, Sure. but I feel like there's something about the, the male female dynamic parentally, you know, the daddy's little girl, mom, mama's boy. Right. I, I've always found it easier to connect with women maybe because of that and having three sisters as well. That's a good point. I would say I'm definitely in like a daddy's little girl. So I do end up finding that like, you know, I have so many, I have just, just an equal amount of female and male friends, but I, I probably do maybe understand guys a little bit better than I do women, which is ironic because I am a woman. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, that's a good point. Did you ever find yourself as the youngest kind of seeing everything that goes on ahead of you becoming sort of a source of advice or even coaching for any of your siblings and their relationships? Not exactly. It Now when I, when I look back on my road up to this point, it all makes total sense because as uh, Tony Robbins has a phrase, rejection breeds obsession. Mm -hmm. And I felt rejected by women romantically, not as friends, but romantically. 
So now I look back and I, and I think, oh, of course I'm a dating coach. Of course I'm helping. Of course I've spent 10 years studying this area because I, because I felt so rejected. I became obsessed with fixing it. Right. And so now I look back with hindsight, I can see that it all makes sense. But I never thought I was going to be a dating coach or a, someone who helps men uh, or a self-development coach. Uh, I've helped some people with relationships. I'm more of a connection coach, an attraction coach helping men get over the, the roadblocks that come up on a first date or in the kind of in the courting stage mm-hmm. when they can't break through that chemistry attraction phase as opposed to a relationship coach, which I can coach relationships, but my specialty is basically getting, getting to the point where getting you and a great girl to connect and want to keep dating each other and then lead into the relationship. Right. What are some roadblocks that you can share with our listeners that, you know, come up often with specifically with guys when trying to start a relationship or connect? The biggest roadblock is they don't trust that their that their personality is enough, that they're enough to connect with a woman. Men make this big mistake. It's very common. I see this all the time. They try to attract a woman. They try to be attractive to a woman instead of trying to connect with her. And what I say to them is oftentimes if you try to attract, you'll repel. But if you try to connect, you'll attract. In other words, when you're talking to that girl at the bar or when you have that first date from Hinge or Tinder or whatever app you're on, I see this a lot. A guy, I'm going to do it a little bit, leans back, acts a little Joe Cool, James Bond Cool, and Mm. like, oh, what? what's the witty line to say? Or what's the, what's the thing I read on Reddit to like get her chasing right, me and right. do the, either, either he does the pickup artist thing or he overcorrects and is it like leans in and, and is too people pleasy and too sort of invested. Right. And neither one is authentic. They're both personas. They're both not the real guy. Mm-hmm. If you took away the things he's afraid of and just, if he, when he buys into what he offers and, and what works with people in general connecting, he would be much more normal, <laughs> authentic is the word I use. And he could just lean back and lean in and connect at the right moment right? and be more charismatic and sort of high value as a pickup artist would say. But it would be in a very authentic way instead of reading lines that he read on the internet or saying mm-hmm. the thing he's supposed to say. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. What do you advise guys to do if you if you get this, you know, detailed with them about, let's say, paying the check on a date. On like a first date. Yeah. I like I like a little bit of chivalry. Mm-hmm. A little bit of old school chivalry. Mm-hmm. I think I think the man, it's not that he should pay, I think he should offer. And he should politely insist, unless she has an issue with it, which he's totally fine to back off. But I tell my clients, I say, you want to set a really positive, warm, sort of man-to-woman dynamic of, hey, this is a date. Friends split the bill, typically, or they are going to be more likely to go Dutch. Right. But hey, buy a lady a drink or two. Mm-hmm. Buy a lady a meal, whatever the first date is. And it's totally fine if she wants to then pay for the next round. Right. Or it's sort of like if you're out with friends. I, I do the same thing with friends, actually, because what happens when you take turns is you can create this goodwill and good vibes. Like, mm. let me buy the first round. And you're like, oh, thanks, Connell. That was really nice of you. Right. Let me buy the next one. Right. And now we're taking turns giving each other gifts. Right. Instead of I pay for mine, you pay for yours. Yeah, I've always been all about that too. I mean, I'm in a relationship, you know, 10 months in now, but I still, you know, I would be very adverse to splitting because I'd like 
you know, I'll take care of this one. You'll get the next one. And not only does it make things less awkward and keep the romance, but it also ensures that there'll be a next one, you know, which everyone needs no matter how deep into your relationship you are. You know, it's just like a nice reassurance all around, I would say. Right. It's reciprocation. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I, I got this one, you get the next one. And it's just also, I think it's a gentlemanly. I think it's just sort of, I think there are some old school chivalrous rules that are nice and that should be maintained or at least you should make the effort. Mm -hmm. And if she says, whoa, whoa, let's split it. Then I would, I would advise my client to say, well, tell you what, I'll get this one. You get the next one. When we go out to that fancy steak dinner, you pay for that. I'll pay for these two cheap drinks right now. Is that fair? Like that. Mm -hmm. You can make a joke out of it. Right. But we want to take turns. It's just, it's nicer taking turns. Right. And I don't think you need to pay for everything all the time or you don't need to insist it, but insist on it. But I do advise my client again, and I coach men. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have coached some women, but I I mainly coach men. And I say, hey, why don't you just do your best to to be a leader, Mm -hmm. to have a plan and be a leader, lead the interaction in a good, romantic, fun, hopefully fun, positive place. Mm -hmm. And part of that is taking the lead with little things like the check or, or choosing the venue or at least suggesting the venue that you're both going to do and then right. letting her sign off on it. You know, men lead generally and women tend to like that, at least at first. Have you been, do you, have you in the past coached gay men as well or are you mostly working with straight men because that's what you know? Yeah, I know. I don't mm-hmm. know gay men's dating obstacles very right. well. So no, I ask because it's, it gets complicated it's not so cut and dry as like one person's a gentleman or even with lesbian dating, like one person's the, you know, the woman in charge. I think it's like more blurry, you know, it's it's blurrier for sure. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in, I went to a, my, my cousin got married a few years ago, uh, two women got married and it, one of them, her, her wife was the more masculine one, had mm-hmm. the masculine characteristics. Mm-hmm. And my cousin is much more feminine. Right. So in that sense, it, it was blurry, but also kind of clear. Mm-hmm. But frankly, I just don't know that, know that much about For sure. the gay dating scene to go near coaching. For sure. What is one of your favorite success stories from your coaching? Oh, easy, that's easy. The, the client who got me addicted to becoming a dating coach <laughs> is a guy named Ken, who came to me he, when I first started coaching about four and a half years ago, I met him through this world of guys looking for dating help. Right. And at the time he was 25 and he looks a lot like Jonah Hill. A little bit chubby, little bit uh, plain looking, not ugly, just sort of average. Right? Yeah. And he came to me and he had never, not only was he a virgin, but he'd never kissed a girl. No. Never kissed a girl. It does My happen. Heart breaks. Yeah. No, I've got a, I've, I've got a, client who's over 50 who's a virgin so it oh that does happen. my god so it's ken like the 40 year old virgin but older <laughs> 10 years older so ken came to me and he explained his situation and we went out on the town in new york city and i i showed him the different strategies i use for men i show him i showed him how to through the lens of ken talk to women and ken by the way is a is a philosophy expert. He teaches English and philosophy at an East Coast college. He's an assistant mm-hmm. professor. And he likes puns. He can quote Plato. Uh, most guys can quote Homer Simpson. He can quote Homer. That's amazing. He can quote Homer's Odyssey. <laughs> and he didn't, but he'd never 
had the reference experiences, the successes to gain confidence in what he has to offer. Because mm-hmm. he looked in the mirror and said, oh, I'm a little chubby. I'm a little shorter than average. So I guess women don't like me. And so your beliefs become your destiny in your dating life. Mm. What you believe is what you're going to, is, is the, the reality that you're going to create. So we went out for a couple, a couple nights in a row. Don't get me wrong. The first night was rough. He was very in his head. He's very introverted, but he finally broke through this, this threshold. And all of a sudden he realized, whoa, I can completely channel this authentic, fun vibe I have as Ken, Mm -hmm. cracking jokes, corny jokes, but women like that. And on our third night out together, women were grabbing his phone and saying, you know, punching their phone numbers in, saying, call me. Because what guy is quoting like philosophy and cracking jokes and being so authentic? Right. And the highlight moment was, and this was the moment that got me addicted, on the rooftop of... um, what's the bar downtown, um, Brass Monkey. Mm-hmm. On the rooftop, I watched Ken kiss a Gwyneth Paltrow lookalike, a beautiful, tall blonde. And I was there watching him, understanding this was not just his first kiss with her. This was the first kiss of his life. And I got to watch that happen. And to my knowledge, I've never seen somebody have their first kiss ever. Ever. <laughs> Who would know that, right? And walking home that night, I think I had enjoyed his first kiss more than he did, <laughs> uh, or almost as much anyway. And it can take, it, that's the kind of breakthrough that can change the trajectory of a given guy's life. Because in that moment, I could sort of see, he had this, had this like stone tablet in his head of beliefs about myself. I'm unattractive. I'm not cool. I can't get beautiful women or, or get a woman, get, just get a girlfriend. And to watch that tablet sort of smash on mm. the ground, like... Moses coming down from Mount Sinai and seeing a new tablet written, which is like, whoa, a lot of beautiful women like authentic, quote unquote, dorky, cool nerds, which is basically what his vibe. He really is like a Jonah Hill type, very artsy. And he just didn't believe in himself. And he got those results of his old belief. And then when when we shift that belief through action and new references, new Mm -hmm. reference experiences, then everything can change. Totally. What do you think is the most important thing for women to know about how men think about dating that you don't think that they know? What do women need to know that they don't know about men? Like, for example, you know, I have some friends, some female friends that are like, you know, men never overanalyze texts the way that we do. Or like, you know, they just assume that men are one way about dating, that they don't time when they're going to text back that, you know, I've heard before in terms of men, um, you know, if, if he shows you who he is, believe him type thing. But then I hear you saying that sometimes men put on an act in the beginning. And I guess my question is just like, what do we not know as, you know, women? You should look at my, my email inbox from my clients and all of the screenshots of texts from women they're pursuing or chatting mm. with saying, what do I do? What do I say? How long do I wait to write her back? Um, so absolutely, men are, men are, especially with texting, men are really not uh, uncertain about how to text. How, to, and yeah, oh my God, my clients look at texting as tea leaves. They overanalyze texts mm. and there, there's something, there's some value in looking at them and definitely analyzing them. But yeah, so you, so 
Any women listening to this should know that men are absolutely overanalyzing texts. When a woman does not write back right away, many times a man is thinking, okay, is she, did she lose interest? Right. Did I say or do something wrong? Mm-hmm. And did, am I not attractive? That, the, that old belief. Because every, every man, and I think every person's this way to a degree, but certainly the, the clients who come to me have a, the two or three common forms of self-doubt, right? Oh, am I good looking enough? Am I cool enough? Am I rich enough? Basically, am I the kind of guy that woman will go for? And when a woman doesn't text or when she writes something that confuses him, he might think, oh, does this mean she might not like me? Does this mean I did something wrong? Am I about to get, you know, friend zoned again or am I going to get rejected? So I guess I don't, I, I'm not sure what women's percep, exactly what women's perceptions are of the way men date. But I would say the biggest thing is by and large, they're much, much more insecure mm-hmm. about their attractiveness and their worth than women probably realize. Mm-hmm. And what is the age range you usually work with? I would say typically 30 to 50. Mm-hmm. 55 is about as old as I've gone. Mm-hmm. But just last night, I, I enrolled this great, great guy, 27-year-old, which is a little bit on the young side for me, but mm-hmm. because generally a guy's got to have reached a threshold of frustration before he's going to come to me. But It's like guys in therapy. Yeah, is that right? Well, because guys don't really go to therapy unless something like tragic happens. Just so you them. know, I blew off my therapist today for you. Oh, so, that's so sweet. But I'm mad because I encourage all men to go to therapy. I know. I'll be back with him next week. Yeah, you better be. Yeah. So you're my shrink today. And we're on the couch right now. So exactly. it's kind of like therapy. I like to think I'm a shrink, you know, in another world I was. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should be lying back and you should have like a <laughs> pad of paper. Um, <laughs> but okay. So the, the that's the age range. Do you ever have a situation where someone like won't let you go? Because you said you want you want like to do the beginning stages. What if someone's like, okay, well, you know, we're starting to date, but like, please, I still need your help. You know, even mm. throughout like engaged and married. And oh yeah, I've got a client I'm meeting on Sunday actually, who in the third week of his coaching program with me, and I, I coach for the most part, I coach men over an eight week period, mm-hmm. an eight week process, because I want to embed new habits, new rituals, and make them make them habitual, not just right. like a three-day boot camp. Right. And I have a client I'm, I'm working with on Sunday who met his now steady girlfriend in our third week together. And so we've shifted the coaching from how do you get a girlfriend, because now he has one, to how can I, how can I keep her happy while also being myself? How can I fulfill her needs make sure my needs are being met, make it a harmonious win-win long-distance relationship, which is what he wants. And that's great. I love, that's my favorite kind of client because now he's gone, he's gotten his result. He's gotten the awesome girlfriend he wants to spend an indefinite amount of time with, hopefully Mm. maybe forever, who knows. And I want to help him make sure that she's happy with him and he's happy with her and that they're both uh, just, you know, in love and fulfilled and all that good stuff. When you meet someone or when you're coaching someone rather and they meet someone and they tell you about this person and, you know, you kind of might see something that they don't see or you don't think they're being treated well um, or you don't think it's it's worth the effort. Would you speak up and say something or do you kind of let these situations play out? In in terms of a, a client of mine dating a woman? Yeah, like, like you don't think the woman 
cares for them or you think the mm. woman's been disrespectful to them or you've seen the screenshots and you can tell she's not interested. That hasn't happened yet. I certainly would, be honest, mm-hmm. if, if I felt that way with a client. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I talk to my client on Sunday, I'll in my own way, I'll kind of feel out, make sure that he's, he's in this for the quote-unquote right reasons. Mm-hmm. But it, it sounds, based on what he's told me, that he's fallen hard and wants right. to... to wants to see where that goes. And I love that because I don't believe in, see, because I, so I trained with all of these, some, some of them famous pickup artists. Mm -hmm. And I trained with all these guys who made it, who made success with women about quantity and about like takings. Like I want to get as many women into bed so I can have whatever my number is, make me feel more, you know, more ego gratified. So whenever a guy I work with is is doing the opposite is trying to connect deeply with somebody. I love that because that's so much more fulfilling than sleeping around by mm-hmm. hitting a hitting a large number. The reason why men who do go out and sleep with a, a lot of women, the reason they do it is because they're trying to feel more significant. They're trying to feed this masculine hole inside of them because they don't feel like they've become men in this way. So they're chasing significance, this thing Mm -hmm. called significance, another way of saying ego gratification. So when I have a guy like my client on Sunday, who's already, he's not worried about that. He has the ability to go out and date 10 women if he wants to, but he wants to make it work with this one and, and see how close they can get. I love that because that's so much, that's such a more satisfying need to fulfill in yourself. Connection and love versus chasing significance and chasing abundance of of quote-unquote conquests right agreed hey guys check out our patreon page um you can find us at p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash we met at acme there's tons of bonus content lots of cool episodes that we haven't released on the podcast app that are only found on patreon you can subscribe. There's tons of different tiers. One of them, you get a free hat, you know, and so much more. So your support means a lot to us. And I really appreciate you. All right. Hope you enjoyed the episode. What do you think that, you know, if you have any advice to women, what do you think that you would say when, um, I, I know there are some women who get kind of off put or just, I guess, turned off by, by authentic men. Like, you know, would you say those women aren't ready necessarily? Or, you know what I'm talking about, the women who, who like the guy who like dips a toe into the relationship but is not fully present or, you know, they're only attracted to the guy who's not over their ex or like the, you know, what we call like a fuck boy who is um, just like trying to get as as you said in a different way, like, you know, people on their roster or fill that masculinity hole. Like, you know, what would you say is the reason to stick with the guys who are being authentic? Well, I've never, to my knowledge, I've never met or heard of a woman who doesn't, at her core, want an authentic guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe she doesn't want an authentic guy because that would be, an authentic connection with an authentic guy because maybe she's on her own journey of wanting to enjoy uh, shorter term relationships and and kind of flings. By the way, I'm not judging Mm -hmm. dating around or having Mm -hmm. two or three or four people in your life if that's 
as long as you're both doing it with good intentions and more or less going down, as long as you're honest with each other mm-hmm. and you're clear in what you want and you're not leading somebody on. So I'm right. not judging that. Right. Quite the opposite. I'm, I say design the dating life that you want. But in terms of, of for, for the most part, I, f- I find that women are going to be more interested in making a long-term connection than men will. Because I find that women's, for women, it's, it's more of a inherent or a more powerful human need to, to seek love and connection. For sure. Whereas men, because we need to chase this sort of ego gratification, we need to, and because so many men don't know that they're worthy of women, that they need to, to fill that empty cookie jar with lots of cookies mm. or else they're, they're miserable. So I think that when a woman doesn't want an authentic guy, she might be the exception to the rule. Maybe she just wants to go out and have a little variety, have some fun sure. and you know, quote unquote, girls just want to have fun. <laughs> but for the most part, I find that that women are more interested in connection and commitment right. than at least in their 20s than men are. How can you tell if you're being, um, I don't want to say solicited because that sounds kind of creepy, but if you, when you're being like, you know, when you're dealing with a pickup artist oh, yeah. type guy. I just did an article with, with Bustle about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really good writer named Christine Felizar, I think I'm saying that right, wrote an article. With my help, I gave her some quotes about how to know when you're getting picked up by a pickup, by a trained pickup artist type guy. Here's the first thing you know. The first way you know is if they right off, right off the top, say you meet at a bar or at a club, if he grabs your hand and does the dancing spin move where he does a little circle, oh, God. That's, that's pickup artist 101 mm-hmm. for the quote-unquote physical escalation. If that, he tries to twirl you. If he twirls you, if he twirls you, unless you're on the dance floor, it's that he's probably just twirling you. Right. But if, it's, if he meets you at the bar and he immediately twirls you and tries to pick you up, literally pick you up and like spin you around, like pull you off the ground, then he has learned uh, these physical escalation techniques mm. that are meant to show her you're a man and, you know, there to be alpha and, mm-hmm. and sort of grab her. Uh, and that's one way to know. Another thing to be aware of, this one, this one was always the creepiest one to me. I once went to a pickup seminar and the coach said, what you want to do is you want to physically escalate with a woman as quickly as you can, you know, when you meet her. And then if she pulls back or feels uncomfortable, you use a, quote, statement of empathy. Like, oh, I'm, that's just the way we are f- where, where I come from. Or, oh, you know, sorry, I, was just, I just sort of, I just sort of, I'm really friendly and I'm very touchy. Like, can't, oh, I'm can. vomiting. And I just, I just, I just watched um, the Ted Bundy special on Netflix. Same. And I'm like, oh, a statement of empathy. It sounds like something Ted used to yeah, get a course, woman into his of car. Course. That always creeped me out. Even though I was, I wanted to I mean, learn like the fake uh, cast and everything. Oh God! Oh yeah! Talk about talk about creepy. So Christine's story was how pickup artists are similar to sociopaths and narcissists mm. in their communication. And I remember hearing that at at a pickup guy's seminar one day, and I'm like, wait a second! In- instead of instead of statements of empathy, how about actual empathy? Right. How about that? Wouldn't that be nice right. to bring into the world? Like just kind of noticing. Yeah, like, if you're oh, making... I'm sorry. I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm embarrassed that I just did that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if a guy gets very touchy very soon and then ha- uses some kind of like, oh, you're just, you know, that's just the way I am. Mm. Uh, I'm from, I don't know. I'm from 
LA and in LA right. we just all, you know, do that with each other. That's called a statement of empathy. So you can you can usually tell when a pickup artist is talking to you because there's this there's this veneer of artificiality. It just it it looks and sounds like like a conversation, but he's actually reciting lines or following mm. some kind of a system and it just it feels Basically, if your if your shit detector is going off, like something seems off and weird about this guy. Right. It's like he's doing he's doing an impression, trying to do an impression of an attractive guy right. instead of just being his attractive self. Ugh. Look out for that, ladies. <laughs> so we only have room for one more question, unfortunately, because um, I feel like I'm learning so much, and so are our listeners. So we're gonna end with a like unanimous piece of either advice or a lesson that you've learned from whether it be your experiences or just something that you always tell the guys that you coach that, you know, you think is really important. Like for example, when someone shows you who they are, pay attention or something like that. Totally. Great question. So uh, I, I have what I call the three P's and when a guy goes on a first date or is in a date type situation with a woman, Maybe they're just at the bar talking and all of a sudden it's kind of one-on-one. So it's sort of become, there's a vibe, right? I say, just focus on the three Ps. Number one is your personality. Bring your real personality out there. Feel free to, I, I have an expression I use in the first, the first training session I do with guys. I say, repeat after me, what I'm thinking and feeling is what I'm saying and doing. When you speak through that lens of authentic truth, then you're going to your real personality is going to come out. You're mm. going to be able to just speak your thoughts and say uh, your point of view, your sense of humor, your, again, your, your quirkiness. If you're a dork, be a dork. If right. you're a single dad, talk about your kids. Mm. If you're a cool, badass guy, be a cool, badass guy. Maybe that's your vibe. So For I sure. say personality comes first. Never be somebody you're not. Um, second is positivity. A, day, a first date should be light and should be fun. It's, you know, you shouldn't talk about, oh, yeah, so my dog died this week and right. then I got I laid off. I always say bring the positivity. Right. Uh, be positive, upbeat. just means keep things light. And then n- number three, and you hear this term a lot, but it's important. The P stands for presence. Really listen to the best of your abilities. Uh, hang, on, hang on their word in the sense that you're, you, you listen to every single thing they say. One of the, the drills I give guys to do, whether it's on a date or just talking to somebody, is I learned this doing improv where you have to be incredibly present is repeat a couple of words from her. If it's a date, repeat a couple of words that she used in her question. That'll keep you present. Like, Oh, that's a great question, Lindsay, about pickup artists. If you just said that, that, that helps me stay in the present moment because your most charismatic, most attractive self is going to come out when you're in the moment, not thinking about, oh, is this going to go well? Am I going to get a kiss? Or thinking about whatever lines you might have tried to use or worried about your insecurities. If you, if you can get in that, that, that room, that bubble of presence, then you're going to be that most attractive self is going to come out and you're going to have a much better date. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. You've been amazing, Connell. I just, I can't thank you enough for coming over here and coming on and I'd love to give you the platform to tell people where they can find you, follow you, and hopefully sign up for your services. I'm psyched to be here with my new twin, uh, <laughs> Elton John Records. We both play tennis. I feel like we're... Oh, did I even... Um, by the way, he's a Gemini. Yes, I'm a Gemini. When's your birthday? May 25th. There you go. 
there you go. We're an astrology-ish type podcast. Okay. All right. So I need to learn more about that. Yeah. Uh, my website is called datingtransformation.com. I've got a cool blog. I've got uh, any guy can book a call with me, a free strategy call. We chat for 45 minutes or so, and I find out if I can help him learn what his issues are with women, the goals he wants. And if we're a good fit, we rock and roll together one-on-one, one-on-one coaching. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Follow us at We Met at Acme. Write us a review in the podcast app and um, stay tuned to hear more about our upcoming events and other guests. Thank you.